Welcome to ZPM. I'm Teresa. And I'm Lenny. Ah, talking about the gods like that, that really almost made me intro the other show. <laughs> I always know the podcast called Last God Standing, so go listen to it. It's good. We're in the, uh, the Sweet 16, and uh, this Friday, an episode will drop that is Dionysus. Nope, that's a lie. That's last week's episode. Uh, God. I just recorded this last night. Just last night. Uh, oh, it's Dion- Hephaestus versus Demeter. Dionysus is the party animal. He is, and he would—he was the week before that, and it was him versus Hermes, another party animal. <laughs> it was two party animals, and there you go. Listen to find out who won that. I'm not going to spoil it here on a different <laughs> show entirely. <laughs> oh. Oh, I might have peaked too soon, because we're only like a minute into the show. But, speaking of the gods and magic... SG-1 goes to a new planet where they can control the weather and they're talking about it to Hammond in the cold open and Hammond's like, are you sure you're not under the local voodoo? Hammond, that's racist. (laughs) Stop it. Way to be culturally appropriate there, Hammond. Yeah, that's real sensitive of you. And (laughs) I was like, "Mm, mm, mm, mm." (laughs) uh, the episode we're talking about today is Touchstone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna get back that to back into that in a second, because like normally we have like a bit of chat ahead of this, and uh, yeah, and I just like the opportunity was too good to like give Hammond a hard time about his voodoo comment. Um, <laughs> anyway, how you been? Been okay. I've started yoga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's yoga going? First, well, first day, the day after everything hurt. Sure, muscles you didn't so... know you had. Yeah. It hurt in places I didn't even know could hurt. Yeah. That's exciting. Are you going to learn a belly dance? Uh, no, just yoga okay. for now. Just asking. Um, I'm on day three, so it doesn't hurt as much. Mm. But it's still, you know, it's good. I like it. More you um, not just practice the poses, the general idea of stretching. 20 seconds or longer, it doesn't count. That's stretching for you. Because a lot of people, like, they'll sit up straight like that uh, mm-hmm. for about that amount of three seconds that I was doing it and be like, I stretch. 20 no, seconds or more. No, it longer than that. Doesn't count. And 20 seconds is an eternity. Yeah. Especially when you're uncomfortable. Like, I can't do the tree pose for very long. I have a very bad balance. Uh, Warrior 3 is very difficult because, like, I need to have, like, at least one finger on a solid surface or I will tip over. So far, I've planked. Planking. I didn't know. I thought planking would be easy. No. It's the longest minute of your whole life. You'll never have a longer (laughs) minute than a plank minute. Thank you. I have misjudged people who've done yoga. Yeah. My favorite is... uh, Corpse pose, and that's just where you lie down. And that is... <laughs> mm, that's my favorite. <laughs> I did downward dog, and my back felt like noodles afterwards. Mm. Um, it took, like... I, You know, I wore heels for a long time. I don't wear heels anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, I have to do squats to uh, the your calf muscle. Uh, yeah. It 
happens in, in people who wear high heel shoes. So when your foot is in a heel, your calf muscle is contracted the entire time. So if you do that for like your whole life, you will not be able to flex your foot back the other way because the muscle will then stretch and it will not be accustomed to stretching in that way. So, Oh, I did, I did not know that. Yep. So sta- next time you're standing on your toes, you can feel your calf muscle tighten. And ima- so now, then imagine just wearing heels all the time. It's that all the time. Like my foot doctor was like, should I get you a, like a foot, like a cast or contraption or something? I'm like, don't waste your money. I won't use it. Uh, so I'll just squat and try and like get my, my heels down to the ground. So down, downward dog, um, you, you'll really mm. feel the stretch in your, it's called your gas. Yeah. Cause your, your heels are, yeah. Cause your heels are down mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. So, and I, also, I didn't know you go on. Sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know you can sweat so much doing yoga too. Mm. That yes. I was surprised by. Just try hot yoga. I was I was told to try hot yoga, but I was like, no, let me let me try out for like regular yoga first. I don't want to get dehydrated. Uh, I used to go to a friend's house to do hot yoga, but like she would do it in the upstairs and leave the oven on to heat it up. So she called it mildly warm yoga because it's not like she couldn't get it up to a, a huge uh, temperature. It's really it's really funny. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, I get it, you know. Oh, yoga's fun. I'm glad you found some. I really like it. Mm-hmm. My cat's back. Oh, hello, oh, cat. Oh, cat. Here, cat. Oh, my God. Look at this little face. Oh, she's a calico. She's purring in my ear with that. Right? You good cat. Sorry to interrupt the pod with cat. <laughs> oh, my face now. <laughs> Woo. Uh, when I was in massage school, we had to take yoga, like, every semester. And, oh, it was a requirement? Yep. And uh, Tai Chi in Qigong. And I'm not good at the, those two at all. My mom does Tai Chi. That is some slow business. And I can't I can't go as slow as they want me to. They're like, you should go slower. And no. I'm like, this is impossible. <laughs> I'm already annoyed <laughs> about how slow I'm going now. But it helps when you when you are giving a massage if you get into like a Tai Chi stance like where mm-hmm. all the all the strength is in your legs and when you go to push if you're pushing with your legs you won't burn out your arms and your hands when you're giving a massage so there you go there's a fun fact oh okay cool all right back into stargate we're back baby general hammond let's uh Let's SG one go back to the planet because they're like we want to check out the thing. He's like, why don't you just borrow it? And they're like, stop. You can't just <laughs> borrow everything or steal it or whatever you had in mind there. Uh, but they're, they're nice people. They'll probably let them have a look. So he's like, all right, go look at it. Maybe we can have weather controlling powers. We're not responsible enough for this. I don't know why Hammond <laughs> thinks that. Like a Mayborn, literally in this case, isn't going to come by and be like, nice bit of magic you got there. Would be a shame if they fell into be... military Hitler hands. I love how you have my uh, magic uh, weather controlling device there. What? You know? <laughs> it's honest to God. I'm like, come on. Come on. They go back to the planet and the people are like, you stole our touchstone. And SG-1's like, mm, we didn't steal anything. 
No, we didn't. And they were like, hey, if you let us go back to our planet, we'll find out who did this. Which is a big ask, in my opinion. For They were mm-hmm. like, people who look exactly like you just came and took it and you're telling me that you, like, if you really like trust you, you'll come back. Like, oh boy. It's like, it wasn't <laughs> us. They were wearing the same clothes you're wearing right now. Seriously. That's the end of the cold open. And Hammond doesn't get how this could happen. He's like, this is impossible. <laughs> Nothing gets past me. And they're like, could we just, like, check the records or something? And he's like, I'm mildly <laughs> insulted. But all right. <laughs> he's like, nobody could get past me. Eagle Eye Hammond. All right, Hammond says he's going to do some digging to see uh, what happened at the second gate. Uh, and this turns into my... This, this- Kind of quasi turns into another X Filesy kind of episode. It is a little X Filesy. There's some like deep throat action. Lately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam can see on her science devices that the stone, the weather stone, is in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Guess guess well, first, who's in Nevada? Yeah. Yep. And first they turn on the screen and they see like weather is out of control. Oh, yeah, they're watching, like, CNN. (laughs) The the, the TV effect is special. But I get it, because they they had to, like, special effects that into the monitor itself, because when you try to film any monitor, tube or digital, there's, like, that running line and, like, weird squiggles or whatever that appear, like, if you've ever taken a picture of your monitor. uh, Yeah, so it's probably, like, stock footage they got. Uh, but they had to, like, green screen that in, in post, because otherwise it, it just won't film right. Hammond, so they, they're they like, why don't we go check it out? And he's like, oh, I'll call ahead. And Jack had to be like, I cannot recommend that you call ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we really shouldn't. Uh, no. Uh, so Hammond needs some very special docs hand-delivered by SG-1 to Area 51. <laughs> it's dreamland. So do we need, like, three people and a Jafar representative? Yeah, sure. Yes. It's very critical that this happen. Uh, so uh, they run into Mayborn because he sucks. and I like I like Mayborn as a character, though. Oh, as, like, a foil test you won? Yeah. I like him as a foil test, especially Jack. Because he's, like, the anti-Jack O'Neill. He is the anti-Jack. When he says hello to Teal'c, oh my god. <laughs> Teal'c says, I'd be well within my rights to dismember you. Dismembering is so just, harsh. Right? And he's just like, well, uh, that's interesting. I think he should have. <laughs> uh, I'd have enjoyed it. Uh, but what that says more about me than anything, really. <laughs> they ask to see where the gate is and Mayborn's like it hasn't moved an inch and he's like the worst liar I've ever seen which makes the actor mm-hmm. playing him like the best actor I've ever seen he's like what I don't know anything about that and to be able to act like you're lying but you're already lying as an actor like that that's some like that's that's that yeah that's some talent. That's meta. <laughs> I'm a liar, lying, lying, lying. Uh, so they crack open the 
the case that has the Stargate in it, and it's made of plastic. And Mayborn's like, what? Oh my god, he... (laughs) 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 It's made of plastic, what? How how could this be? Well, um, as gobsmacked as you guys, so we're going to have to file... I am shocked. Shocked and appalled, I say. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I was like, wow. (laughs) Mayborn, uh... Jack's like, uh, wh- what, what, with your face? Uh, who authorized? He's like, tell me where it went. And he's like, it's you're not authorized to know. And he goes, I have full authorization. And goes, uh, military, yeah. And I was like, oh, I bet you weren't even supposed to make mention that it was a civilian situation. And um, O'Neill's like, what? Civilians of all things, how dare they? Uh. So they bring this report back to Hammond, and Hammond's like, Lenny, can't get the president on the phone. He's ditching my phone calls because they're all playing. And that should tell that should have told him something was wrong because he usually like when he picks up the phone, president's like right there. Now he can't get to him. Oh, he suns everybody. Son, do you know what color this phone is? Son, do you know? <laughs> do you got to get him on his son? Phone. I don't have a lot of time, son. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'd be like, keep calling me son. I'll sit here all day. You're not getting anybody on this phone. (laughs) (laughs) Sam suggests recreating the power overload that forced them through the second gate in the first place. And Hammond's like, ah, that feels dangerous. And Sam's like, it's great, though. And he's like, you're right, it is great. All right, let's do it. (laughs) I love this plan. Let's do this plan. Jack's like, ugh, thanks for reminding me about the time I almost died and had to snuggle Sam for warmth. What a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Sam's like, don't worry about it. We'll send a melp. That's nice and easy, right? Okay. Somebody's going to have to go with the melp. Oh, okay. All right. Well, they do wind up sending the melp, and somebody shoots it, which I thought they were going to do a little bit more, like, camera investigation with that, because they, like, caught the sleeve. Mm Mm-hmm. See if it said, like, Umbrella Corporation or some crap like that. <laughs> Could you imagine, though? Oh, my God. Well, like, the syndicate didn't have any, like, symbols on them or anything. That was their whole thing. They were unmarked tanker trucks until it said Nature's Best on it. Yeah, the syndicate, they, they were just guys in, like, well-tailored suits. Ah, a well-manicured man. I love the X-Files. And this is very X-Files-y. Oh, this is, like, yes. some straight-up, like, cornfield weaponized bees, bees situation. They wish. <laughs> they would kill. Oh, they wouldn't kill to get some weaponized bees going. They already had weaponized ticks, so... I mean, use that old research, yeah. guys. God. Hammond says he's going to call in a favor to his friend, Deep Throat. You know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're gonna I'm going to make some calls. Park bench. I have, I, I have one more marker. And they do the classic park bench, like... Oh. Don't waste my time, buddy. You never know who's listening. Got to keep it on the move, like we're, <laughs> we're like we're smoking a joint, walking through the park. Right. If this were X Files, he would have been dead. Oh my goodness. Or, like they would have gotten the information, and then all of a sudden you see him go to his car, his car had blown up, or he would have just had a heart attack. Mm. Oh God, Jessica. Man. Uh, Hammond uh, gets the information he needs. And and now it's time for some thrilling heroics. Uh, but 
Hammond makes Jack promise not to shoot anyone. And that's fine. <laughs> I love Jack's face. He's like, wait, what? I can't do the one thing that I'm good at? <laughs> He's like, but what if I have to, have to, have to? And I'm like, buddy, you don't have to have to anything. Uh, <laughs> you can just yell at them. So when they go to sneak in to the Utah, they're in Utah, which is, I mean, it's pretty... Southern Utah. Southern Utah, so like they're making it seem like Area 51 is close. It is not close. That's not close. There's no, nothing. it's not at all. Oh my god. The West is so big. It is insanity. We didn't even, we got to like mid Utah and Moab and, uh, and, and that, those kind of towns. We didn't even come mm-hmm. close to the Grand Staircase or anything like that. Cause it was like another, wow. eight, another eight hours away yeah, from Moab. Because the West is big. Oh, West Coast is big. People, like, I thought I understood how big, but I, like, I can't even, it's just unfathomable. So, like, driving a gigantic Stargate up from Area 51, which, by the way, is, like, mm, four to five hours outside of Las Vegas, and you still got, like, a long way to go before you get to Utah. You got to get past the Great yeah. Basin National Park. You got, I mean, who knows where? Because the, the real south of Utah is all national park. So they got to get past the national park to get to whatever creepy base they're in the middle of. Anyway. Yeah, it's a long journey. Mm, what was I talking about? And, pl- and plus they have to go to a secret Air Force base too. Because remember, it didn't exist. That's right, yeah. Area 51 doesn't exist, except it's existing. And there's, there's, no, alien li- there's no alien life form. In Area 51. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Present company excluded. Uh, oh, so when they go to break into this, um, they just push the gate open? Like, somebody left the gate unlocked? Is that what's going on at your super secret location? <laughs> well, to be fair, it's a secret location. No one knows it exists, so why, why the extra security? And there just happens to be a cracked window? Yeah, that's a little much. <laughs> <laughs> For the periscope. Uh, it's just a Grand Staircase um, National Monument in the south of Utah. It's four and a half hours away. And that and that's pretty Jeez. close to the border of Nevada. Like, if they're going further in, we're talking seven, eight hours. And the Stargate is just so big. Yeah. Yeah, I guess... But how, how, did they, how did they get a plastic replica? I know. They had to manufacture that, that must, somewhere. Yeah. Because Stargate, the, the, the ring isn't small. No, they had, to, they had to do that in pieces for sure. And, I yeah. mean, mm, I mean, what do they outsource that to China? I mean, where are they getting these plastic <laughs> pieces from? They're hand molding them? <laughs> Taiwan. I'm telling you. It's the, same, it's the same material that they make He-Man toys from. Maybe. Yeah, it took them a minute to figure it out. They're like, well, there's the gate, and they're touching it, and they're like, seems fine, until Sam's like, that's plastic. Yeah. I'm like, what? You didn't know right up top? Like, there's no seams? That's how good the plastic molding is here? Right. Uh, anyway, back to the portable telescope. They're back with the real gate in the real South Utah, quite a long ways away to be driving that thing. They they stand there in a row of four with their guns out, guns up blazing. And Jack does shoot, 
and definitely gets the guy in the arm, but uh, nobody yeah. nobody dies about it. So I guess he considers that doesn't count if he's making a. And they dance. do, they do activate the gate because I'm sorry, the way they talk about like that, you know, the event horizon mm. thing, the, the energy that comes out, that whole base, that that whole ceiling of that base should have been like vaporized. Right, and behind it too. Like, you don't see it on the show, but, like, there's, like, a back pull on that, too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I mean, and they were, I guess they knew that it was facing right side up, whoever those people were. No, they, I don't think they knew. <laughs> so, yeah. I they, think they were just hedging their bets. They jump through the Stargate, but they don't bring the touchstone with them, which is good. But Daniel doesn't Dr- get to see the address. No, they, dr- they dramatically jump through the Stargate. Oh, my God. So... <laughs> <laughs> Presumably the other Stargate's just upright like a regular Stargate, and when you walk through, you walk through, and that's nice. And if you jump through, then you tumble through. They swan dive through. <laughs> right. When they get to the other side, that's going to be some painful, especially if it's stone steps leading up. Oh, no good. Like, if they were going yeah, back to like... the SGC with that, they'd be just, like, swan diving onto onto a metal frame. Onto solid steel. <laughs> and it's not that wide, so, like... That's a belly flop onto steel. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some cracked ribs and everything are on it. Oof. I don't envy those guys. And one of them shot. So, and he just chooses to, like, it's not a pool, buddy. What are you doing? <laughs> right? I wonder if Daniel thought Daniel's... that to himself. If he was like, well, at least they went through like that, idiots. <laughs> Uh, but they do wind up with the touchstone, and Daniel couldn't catch the address. But they bring it back. The one, the one thing you, you're you're an expert at reading, you couldn't read it. Oh, I know. He's like, ah, oh, I just missed it. Crumbs. Damn it. And uh, so they grab the touchstone and they bring it back to the people, and it's uh, everything's copacetic with them. And they're like, that blizzard though. I don't know how people survived that blizzard. That girl was wearing some awfully small clothes <laughs> to be. That is not winter weather. If I like, I I've run out in winter and cold, like wearing shorts because I was like cleaning the house and I was sweaty. And I've run out in the winter and I've been like, this was a big mistake. And I run right back in. <laughs> yeah. I cannot imagine. Like she was wearing that for like days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were all trapped inside that little the the temple or whatever it is. Yeah, this didn't happen over like the course of a day. This was like days, plural, probably weeks. It takes a long time. Yeah, it must to, have like, been like two weeks. You can't hatch a plot in a day. They gotta prep and stuff and whatever. But that's fine. Um, Hammond orders an iris to be put over the second gate. And that it's definitely it's definitely going to go where Indiana Jones puts all his artifacts. Like, it's definitely being put away for sure this nope. time. Not not if Mayborn had a say in it. Yeah, and then Mayborn's like, uh, every day's a miracle, isn't it? Goodbye, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Orders get changed. You know how it is. Things get misplaced. Be like, you think you've done something? You've done nothing. We'll just take that right off as soon as you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, what's stopping them from just taking that or just opening the iris and be like, we never close it, so that's what I think of that. Or having or having the, the iris, the uh, the welding made of plastic. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, 
whatever. Whatever to whatever Hammond thought he was going yeah. to be doing. Hammond's like, we're going to go down there ourselves. And Mayborn's like, so? Yeah, Mayborn's like, oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking in my boots, goodbye. That's why I like him, though, because he's so, like, he, he plays incredulous so well, like, <laughs> oh my gosh. What? Oh my god, he, he that was the funniest thing. <laughs> he was ridiculous. Um, so that's how I it ends. I can't believe it. Uh, Mayborn walks off like like a drag queen on RuPaul. Like he was just like stomping that runway. He was like, "Every day's a new day, bitch." <laughs> Every like, day I'm hustling. Oh my goodness! Uh, I gave this episode four stars. I thought it was a really good episode. Yeah, I gave it five because it's a it's a very good world building episode too. Mm, so generous. I uh, on the other show, um, of which you will be a guest on in. Uh, <laughs> This Friday or next Friday, I can't remember when it is. Um, that's it's the release date. It next releases, Friday. It releases on uh, Fridays. I'm like real stingy on points, man. <laughs> Danny, oh, yeah? real generous. I'm like, look at you handing out stars left and right. No, well, it is a it is a good world building episode because it's not the last we've seen of like Mayborn and his crew. I know. I'm. I'm I just don't think. I'm cold and dead inside, and that's why this all happened. <laughs> Uh, I said it was a B plus to an A minus on the must see scale. Uh, it's not like absolutely go out of your way to see this, but like if you're gonna watch, because the next episode is the fifth race, and that is a must see. Oh, that is a must see. Yes. Uh, and since this is the episode before it, I mean, indulge. You know, roll right in, roll right in. Mm-hmm. So you'll enjoy this one, especially if you watched Solitudes. Uh, and so it's because it's more about the second gate and then you can roll right into the fifth race which I haven't seen in a long time I watched the promo for it and I remember Jack struggling with being smart he doesn't like it it's no good yeah that's what I remember I remember him being smart and being like frustrated with just everybody and uh, and I think it, it like fries his brain in that like D- Dr. Donna way from Doctor Who I don't remember that. I'd have to rewatch it. When Donna um, has, she's oh no no, I know, I know, I know that one. I'm just saying the Stargate one. I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember. Oh, the fifth it, race. Uh, oh, if it fries his brain. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it had the potential to do that, but I don't oh, know. But we'll see. We'll see, won't we? We will. Excellent. If you guys want to follow us, you can. We are on Twitter, and Facebook, and Gmail. And Instagram at ZPM Stargate. Uh, merchandise at T Public. You can pick up a t shirt if you are so inclined. We'd really enjoy that. And leave us a review. Come on, do it. It'll be so easy. We're on Spotify now and Google Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. You just do it. Just leave five stars. We like five stars. Like this episode got five stars from Lenny. <laughs> uh, got anything to add? Oh, uh, no, not really. Oh, that's terrific. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, yoga hurts. <laughs> yoga does hurt. Uh, maybe I'll take up some, get back into doing yoga. I need to do something because I'm flabby. Mm. 
resistance. Well, the yoga, I know the yoga studio is opening up now because, you know. Oh, you went to a physical yoga place. No, I didn't, I didn't go. I went to a friend's house. Oh, but okay. I know because uh, she teaches yoga. She has a studio, and they're opening up. Wow. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Oof. I hate the gym, so I'll never go to it, but oof. yuck. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the gym either. Not because, you know, because it's filthy. Yeah, it was filthy to begin with, and now we're covered in disease. Mm-hmm. Oh, my foot fell asleep. Well, well, New York isn't. The rest of the country is. No, that's true. But, like, I, you know how many times I've seen people not wipe down a machine? You filthy animals. Wipe down that well, machine. Well, they're doing it now. Ugh. But they're not. If they weren't doing it before, they're not doing it no, now No, they're either. doing it now. <laughs> they're doing it now because it's a pandemic. I'm, I'm just, that, that just that just makes me irritated because it's like it takes a global pandemic for you to be clean, really. Ugh, I'll just stay home. I'll do body weight resistant exercises or some shit, crap like that. Otherwise, like, share, and subscribe, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.